Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello and welcome to another episode of Friends with Friends. My name's Pete Allison. This is Dave Cribb. Ahoy hoy, how are we? Uh, I'm not bad. I'm not bad. How are you? Very well, thank I say very well, actually, and it's become quite apparent in the next minute or two. Um, I think this has been my least pleasurable preparation for an episode of Friends with Friends. <laughs> why? So why has it been so unpleasant? Well, should we meet our friend first, and then we can talk about it? Is that why it's so unpleasant? Is he responsible? He has something to do with it. It's not the person, uh, <laughs> but it's some of the decisions the person has made along the way. So okay. should we meet him? Yes. Please, welcome. I say that like there's an audience here, but there isn't. Uh, it's our friend on Friends of Friends this week. It's Capital presenter, Will Manning. Hello, hello. hello. Thanks for having me, guys. You're welcome. You're very welcome. A Capital colleague of mine. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm outnumbered now by commercial radio presenters. Yeah. Hit the ads. <laughs> we wish we had bloody ads, mate. <laughs> We'd be coining it in then. If anyone wants to sponsor this show, please throw us some money. Um... Let's start first before we get into my grievances yeah. with just, I mean, you're obviously a Friends fan. Do you know what? I, d- yes. Okay. But I always, do you know what? So I'm a massive fan of this podcast and it's a real honour to be here. Oh, oh, that's very nice. So we'll start with that, shall we? That's kind of you. Thank you. But I, yeah. I felt so nervous when you text me because everyone who's been on this podcast is a diehard Friends fan. They've right. all got like some sort of... 20 year connection to it yeah. they watched it religiously every single day I wasn't that guy okay I used to catch it I think it was on, was it on E4 after school yeah, yeah. Channel for E4 yeah so E4. I used to catch it here and there on E4 and I'd like what I saw but I was never like dedicating my entire existence to getting back and watching it however my best friends do do that and I, and I can't remember the last time I went out for dinner with my best friends and they haven't done a whole like scene of friends you know what I mean oh like, really and I'm just sort of sat there going <laughs> I know, the left phalange bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were so, on a break. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm there, but I'm not fully in it. I feel like you're like, I feel like that when people start quoting Anchorman. Yeah. When people like do it all the time. They yeah. know it backwards. And I'm like, I know the main bits, yeah. but I can't do this whole like 10 minute bit that you're doing. Exactly that. But I do, but when I watch it, I'm like, this is really, really funny. So I, I love it, but I'm not one of those diehard fans that you've had on before. So this could be an interesting one. And that's probably why I've made you angry, I think. That's okay, because this is still, this is still a safe place for you. Because we do occasionally have people, well... The infamous Luke Franks episode where he just basically didn't have any idea what yeah, he was talking about. Yeah, I remember about. that one. Um, so if you're above that level, then you're okay. I do have a connection to a, a friend's character, though. 
Uh, character or actor? Uh, no, actor. Because okay. he's not a real person. Yeah. So <laughs> no, I was... Uh, I think you've had this on the podcast before. I can't remember who it was, but someone knew... Uh, well, met Ross. Someone's met David Trimmer. And that was it. Someone's... Uh, Helen... So that was Lizzie. That was it, Lizzie, yeah. And then I think Helen Monks was on Alan Carr Chatty Man with... Matthew Perry, maybe? I think we've had a couple. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, was, I, I shared a gym with Matthew Perry. Did uh, you? Not Matthew Perry. What's his name? David Schwimmer. Oh, David Schwimmer. And uh, I didn't realise it was him until about five minutes into the run. You know when you're normally on a treadmill, there's a mirror in front of you? Yeah. I looked up. I was like, I've got better, look, better see what I look like. And I was like, that's definitely Ross from Friends. And it was. It was Ross from Friends. And I was kind of looking around the gym going, is anyone else going to notice that Ross from Friends is in the gym? And no one... No one either cared or no one had noticed. That's mad. So I just spent the whole time just looking at him in the mirror. Just staring him out. Just while staring you him out. And then we went to the um, the changing rooms together. And, uh, together. You say we went together. Well, well what I mean is... <laughs> he went what? and you went, right? Well, that's the end of <laughs> yes, my work. pretty much. And I was, I was like, I've got to be able to say I've done this. Yeah, yeah, Do you right. know what I mean? Got to be able to say I've seen it. Uh, I didn't see it, but oh. I did. I, you know, I saw enough of him <laughs> oh to say that I feel like there's a connection. Did you speak to him? I no, no, no. While you were peering over the urinal, <laughs> I'd say. Well, you're probably the first of our guests to say that they've attempted to see one of the friends cast naked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where was this gym in London? Uh, yes, Shoreditch. Okay. Was it recent? Uh, probably about two months ago. I want to okay, say. so quite yeah, recent. Yeah, yeah. He, he's over here doing some stuff at the moment. I think he was in a play or something. Play, yeah, yeah, that was yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, right, let's. So, no, hang on. You said that you've made us angry. That's not true. You've not made us angry. But so, so explain the process of picking your episode. So, I saw my friend, uh, in fact, you know, Charlie T. I saw my friend Charlie T, who's a huge Friends fan. Okay. And I said, look, I'm going on this podcast, Friends of Friends. Dave and Pete do it. Yeah. Help me. Which episode do I pick? And she went, got to be the one with the joke. Right. And I didn't question it. I went, that's the one. Typed it in on Netflix, watched it. Great. Text you saying that was the one. Yeah. And here we are. And. Yeah. So you sort of took, you went, I'm going to get an expert in. I trusted her. Yeah, that's what I mean. And she's like, she's a big friends fan and she's gone, this is the best episode. Yeah. And she sort of, she went, you know, it's the one with the playboy. And I'm, oh yeah, no, I I remember watching that a few times. And I remember laughing at it. So I thought this would be a good one to go with. Okay. Maybe that isn't the case. See, I'm just, I'm just amazed that it occurred to anyone as a a potential (laughs) sort of favourite episode ever yeah it's interesting isn't it so but then you text me quite shortly after didn't you yes yeah 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 so this i imagine is when you sat down to watch it yeah. and went i'm not sure if i'm mad because fuck all actually happened to this uh so this is going to be interesting <laughs> so nothing that's good happens. nothing happens so i have a this, this comes up on the podcast as you know quite often i'm older than pete so i remember a lot more of when friends was actually going out right and I literally vividly remember the day after this one went out on Channel 4. No way. Uh, on the Friday morning. Because everyone I, was saying how nothing happened. So I got, into, <laughs> I got into school and I bumped into my friend Chris Unwin and we always used to talk about friends. And I remember him distinctly saying, and this, I, this is the only conversation about friends I ever remember really having with him the, in detail. And he just went, last night's episode of Friends was the worst one they've ever done. Oh no! <laughs> Hands down. And I hadn't watched it yet because I didn't have Sky. I can't remember. Right. I think it was on Sky 1 at the time. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this is this is a terrible day for Dave. I'm going to go to my friend's house later tonight and watch the worst episode ever of Friends. I mean, that might or might not be the case, but it's just a vivid memory that I have. So. Yeah, no, I, I feel like it is. See, I don't, I don't even remember it being that bad. It was only when I sort of got halfway through and I realised that all the stories in the episode were like underway. I'd seen everything that, you know, narratively it was going towards. And I was like, oh, hang on, like, that, that's it. Like, there's nothing... There's nothing else going on here, and that's the point at which I uh, I also messaged Will, and I was just like, Will, you've you've picked you've picked the worst episode ever. 
basically all three of us were texting independently <laughs> yeah. in a triangle what just have you done what yeah. is, what's happening this why week why didn't I change it I didn't, like, I'd committed yeah, I'd no, watched that's... it three times have you I watched it three times just desperately trying to find something any okay. redeeming factors <laughs> any, like, there must be something because I know you guys probably like you know watch it more than once yeah. you have to talk, make no- you watch it the first time then make notes the second time yeah. maybe three times in I was like no there really is nothing well look so not what, do we end it here or do we go in <laughs> yeah let's just go home that's it we've uh, we've said everything there is to say here's the silver lining right god you've left another good episode for a future <laughs> yes, guest on you're welcome to pick so i said this to my girlfriend i was like do you know what i don't really mind when people pick bad episodes because i'm worried we're gonna run out of the really good ones yeah, yeah so yeah. you've delayed that by an extra okay. week well, which is go. great that's what I'm and there's for. still stuff to talk about guys there's, there's always stuff to talk about uh so let's dig right in shall we season six episode 12 the one with the joke Chandler is upset when Playboy prints Ross's joke. Both he and Ross claim to have originated the joke. Meanwhile, Joey reluctantly takes a waiter job at Central Perk, but is fired by Gunther when he closes the shop to go to an audition, causing Rachel to stand up for him. And Phoebe says she would choose Rachel over Monica as a girlfriend because Monica is high maintenance, but also Rachel is a pushover, causing tension between the girls. So they're sort of the three storylines. It's a kind of a weird one. These are all... um, intertwine quite a lot there's, yeah. no, there's no going off and doing a thing they're all super sort of, back and forth isn't it yeah Chandler's in with Joey sometimes and yeah. he's in with Ross and the girls are in with the boys and I mean the first thing to say this is probably it's not quite as bad as the Pottery Barn episode Pete <laughs> but the product placement of Playboy in this episode is yes. astonishing didn't even think it? about that actually yeah they talk about Playboy so much yeah. they both have a copy of Playboy have you noticed that yeah 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 so, they do so Ross comes in and brings it originally and leaves it in Joey's apartment. And Joey makes that joke about, oh, you gave me a good book. Good joke. Yep. Uh, and then immediately we go to the girls' apartment, and they've obviously gone out and bought a second copy yeah. of Playboy just to look at the naked girls. It also feels like someone on behalf of Playboy has said to the producer friends, be like, can you make it clear that there is more to Playboy than yes. tits? <laughs> because yeah. they talk up sort of its political commentary at some point. Yeah. Uh, the whole episode is based around the fact that there are jokes in it. Like, I don't imagine that people who want to look at some porn are like, well, once I've seen some boobs, I'd also quite like to hear a good joke. Like, I don't, it's a curious mix, it's, isn't it? It's a very, I mean, I've never owned a copy of Playboy, which will come as no surprise to anyone who knows me. But <laughs> I, I just, I don't understand what that, I thought I knew what that magazine is, and now I don't. Yeah, I, I've never read it either, mum and dad. Uh, and uh, yeah, I was, I was surprised and confused by that too. I mean, it is 2019. I think we can all safely say nobody owns paper-based <laughs> pornography anymore. True. But I mean, is Playboy even still on is it still a thing uh, i assume it is know. in some form pop into smith's after this and i'll find out <laughs> um yeah it's a strange one isn't it i've, I've never bought a playboy either I, no. I i sort of remember it being a thing when i was younger but it, it just never <laughs> convincing yeah. very convincing Dave. <laughs> i just i mean i just didn't have the money guys I, I could not afford it i've immediately gone on uh wikipedia and it is still going there's this wonderful sentence okay. on its wikipedia page that says after a year-long removal of most nude photos in playboy magazine the march to april issue in 2017 brought back nudity give the people what they want <laughs> so they genuinely went full-on journalism and political commentary and jokes Briefly. without the nude pictures Briefly, yeah inspired wow. by friends here's wow. the jokes you never wanted maybe that was part of their like launch campaign then maybe they're like right we'll seed it in friends yeah yeah, and yeah. we'll just take out the naked ladies. 20 years later yeah uh, i've also <laughs> just learned that one uh, that it's also available in braille and i 
don't know quite how that works <laughs> with the photos, but I would love to know. It's just the nipples, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start at the top. So, so the, the opens quite a lot happens before even the credits roll in this episode. Ross comes yeah. in, him and Chandler argue, and so the first thing that struck me was we know the characters quite well, right? It's obviously Chandler's joke. Yeah. When has Ross ever written a joke? I know you guys have got a real love hate thing with Ross because uh, I always hear this on the on the podcast, and I, I I really don't like him as a character. Joke stealing is the lowest form, and I should know. <laughs> I do it six days a week with my producer <laughs> on the radio, and it's not big. It's not clever. And it wound me up straight away. I was like, right, I, I instantly, the first second, I'm like, right, Ross, I'm, my, I'm, my back's up against yeah. you. Uh, not against you. My back's up already. Yeah. Look, I mean, it, it could have been Ross, but I just think, knowing what we know about it, yeah. Chandler's the one that's cracking the, the new original jokes, yeah. right? And But Ross comes in, bold as brass. He submitted it. He's got $100. Yeah. That's loads. Um, I was surprised by, it's almost like what Lad Bible do these days with viral videos, isn't it? That, that Playboy yes. just sort of pay people off so that they can take their intellectual property. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's ahead of the curve, isn't it? It really is, yeah. It's the lab Bible of the 90s. So yeah, so that, so that, that, kind, of, that kind of like really upset me from the, from the off. And I, and, and I thought actually from that bit, this is going to be juicy because I'm just going to be like Ross hating the whole yeah. way through it. Um, but then, then the whole Joey job thing kicks in and I'm like, I, it, but nothing really develops. Right. So, the, so this is the thing, right? It's hard to know whether to like take these storylines one by one in this episode yeah. or whether to sort of just go through it chronologically. But basically, if we stick with the joke thing... There's just two more scenes where they're just going, it's, not, it's my joke, it's not my joke, yeah. it's my joke. And then Monica makes them pitch it, why it's their joke, yeah. both of which are mad. Yeah. And then she goes, you're both idiots and racist. Yeah. And that's literally it. And that's it. And, and you're like, oh, 20 minutes. They both renounce the joke. The best, yeah. thing, the best thing about Monica's takedown of them arguing between themselves is that she basically makes it really clear that their whole storyline in that episode is essentially pointless. She's not only, <laughs> not only putting them in their place, but it's also like, we have wasted everyone's time by going through this yeah. whole plot. Yeah, it almost feels like one team of writers wrote the script and then like the head writer came in at the end of the week and went what is this yeah. shit? <laughs> i'm gonna write a scene which basically goes you have messed us around all <laughs> we're week really sorry about it yeah, yeah. yeah. it's literally that i think that's i don't think there's anything else to say about that no 100 100 percent. but i mean let's work up shall we let's do the girls next because i feel like the joey thing is probably the best bit of the yes thousand percent yeah so joey's joey's storyline is the redeeming feature of this episode it's like pete you texted me this earlier all the characters in this episode is just showing all their worst sides. Yeah, yeah. I think, like, Chandler obviously labouring his bad jokes. You've got Ross just... I can't really put my finger on why Ross is so annoying on this. Again, he's basically guilty of the same thing as Chandler, isn't he? You've got yeah. Monica pretending that she isn't high maintenance by being extremely high maintenance. And I know <laughs> that's the joke, but it just makes her so incredibly unlikable. And then yeah. Joey says some really lechy lines in this as well, doesn't he? Like, around Playboy... But he's just he's just a bit pervy at times, and I thought. Um, do you remember? I mean, this is the this is Joey related here with the with the job. But speaking of pervy lines, do you remember that line that Gunther comes out with about just staring at Rachel? <laughs> yeah, I just thought, God, that is so not okay. Yeah, there's a lot. You can't of- say that. The weirdest line from Joey in this, and it kind of comes from nowhere, is when he's um, the whole plot of this. Obviously, is that Joey doesn't have any money. Does he? He's, he's lost all his money. Yeah. And he's with Chandler in his apartment and he makes a reference to the fact that Janine's moved out. And he says something along the lines of, oh, things have been a little tight since Janine moved out. God, she was hot. 
It's like, why are you mentioning that now? Like, it's such you... a weird moment, like, isn't we it? We know what she looks like. It's such like a gear change. It's completely unnecessary. It is so crowbarred in, isn't it? Yeah. And then him and Chandler both just go, yeah. yeah. And then they just carry on with yeah. it. And it's really odd. It's literally just four words. It's very odd that they go to the length of adding that in. And also, it just it's un- completely unnecessary. Like, yeah, you're right. It's just completely unnecessary. Why... I wonder if they ever questioned it it at the time when they were saying it, or if it just felt like completely, you know, of the time to say things like that. I know you've talked about this before in the podcast. It's just so dated. So not just the fashion, just the lines are just like not cool anymore. This episode actually, strangely, almost, there's the the, the odd Joey lines, but it kind of almost treads water right until the end. And then there's just that very strong casual homophobia where the girls turn the question on the guys. And they're like, if you had to date, and then they're both disgusted. Yeah. The idea of, Two guys, it's like Chandler really quickly changed his mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, no, embrace it, mate. Come on. Yeah, Chandler's the only one standing up for it there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's fine. I'll date Joey. Yeah, and the whole joke is the fact that, oh, you couldn't possibly have an opinion what a man looks like. Like, It's just they're sort of expected to not have any sort of idea what men look like aesthetically and that they couldn't possibly distinguish whether one is attractive or not yeah yeah exactly so so the girls are doing this thing monica monica poses the question originally doesn't she she says who would you date and her and rachel both don't choose anyone phoebe chooses monica yeah and yeah like you say pete it's it is it it works on paper the idea that monica's being really high maintenance trying to prove that she's not high maintenance yeah but it's so irritating how how much longer can you stretch that joke out for but the thing is they sort of they they by doing that storyline they are acknowledging that character's worst trait and therefore the thing that makes monica the most annoying and the most sort of insufferable and then she has to act that way for the rest of the episode to make that funny but in turn it just makes her extremely annoying do you think it's almost like an episode where they just sort of thought let's re-establish everyone if you've just started watching friends mm. do you know what i mean like yeah yeah it's a Joey's bit of a reset a pervert and yeah. doesn't have any money Chandler's like the funny one that gets annoyed when people study his jokes yeah, yeah, it's, and, and, yeah. And, and it's kind of like that though but that's literally all it is yeah. it just reinforces their personalities for 20 minutes the only bit of a redeeming feature of the monica plot line is at the end when she gets to have that nice resolution with Chandler, there's that. There is a funny yeah. scene where she she's given him the speech, yeah. and Chandler has to come into the coffee house and do the. Uh, Monica is a easygoing. Oh, the cringiest line! <laughs> what is it? Oh, I can't remember what it was. I've written it down actually. Oh, they they can say you're high maintenance because I like maintaining <laughs> yeah. you. Oh, <laughs> see, that's the only part of this episode which I think acknowledges more of a storyline. I think the one thing that does with Chandler and Monica and that horrible line that Will just mentioned about maintaining, the only thing that does is it shows, and there's that scene when they're both in bed together complaining about their respective friends pissing them off, and they both seem like a really good match for each other because they are both being really petty and really defensive basically and they are yeah. the things they are saying are really similar and then you get to the end and Chandler's like well I like maintaining you and she likes being high maintenance and therefore that's a nice fit so that's the one redeeming quality I think this has is that it shows that Chandler and Monica are well matched yeah, yeah. That's true, and it develops their relationship a bit more doesn't it it gives us more like it's like a deeper they've got a deeper connection where they're like you know I, I, I see your flaws but I love you and you know 
all of that, which is nice, and it's nice. Interestingly, uh, they only deemed it necessary to sort of redeem Monica's bad traits. <laughs> yes. um, she doesn't say anything to Chandler, basically. He's like, oh, I like maintaining you. She should be like, yeah, and you're a fucking dick. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I love you too, yeah. but nah, it's fine, isn't it? You know, men can get away with that she sort wins. of thing in the, in the 90s sitcoms. I think the one, um, the the highlight of this episode, which it, it's not too difficult to pick the highlights, is <laughs> sorry, is when is when Monica and Rachel stick up for themselves and they uninvite Phoebe and then they go outside the apartment to the lunch and Rachel quickly proves that she's a pushover because she allows Monica to pick wherever they go for food. Yeah. Like the way that that quickly goes from "Hey, we're not this thing" to them instantly proving that they are. Yeah. That's one of the best parts of the episode. Yeah, yeah it's true. really quick, nice, that is a slick moment, bit of actually. writing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, you mentioned the scene when Monica and Chandler are in bed, Pete. That is, I think, if this, if we're, if we're sort of unofficially crowning this the worst episode of Friends, <laughs> I think that's probably the worst scene in the worst episode of Friends. That's such an annoying like minute and a half. I see, I liked that. Oh, scene. Did you? Yeah, because I, I, it, it grabbed me. I think maybe the way it was shot, I was like, oh, we're in. I felt like I was in bed with them. It was like a little <laughs> peering in kind of. Uh, Ooh, you know. I've already seen David Schwimmer. <laughs> now I get to see Matthew Perry. You know, let's just take the rule off the list. Um, but I thought, I thought it was not endearing. I think endearing is the wrong word. But what you said earlier, Pete, you, you, it re-establishes their relationship and it proves that they are good for each other. I quite liked that. Did you notice in that scene that they're both basically fully dressed in outdoors clothing? Yes, I did notice that. <laughs> yeah, it, it bothered me that Chandler was in like a proper jumper sweatshirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like they haven't even been bothered. They're like, right, we're shooting the bed scene. <laughs> Just get in the bed. Don't even close the curtains. Yeah, it doesn't, it really it doesn't, annoys me. It does not really matter. Chandler's probably in jeans and trainers under that duvet. <laughs> <laughs> Monica would not let trainers be in the bed. That's true. That would, not, That's not, true. that would not happen in a million years. Uh, what about the what about the Joey the Joey boss thing then? Right. So Joey's storyline. Not boss thing. The job thing is what I'm yeah, going to yeah. say. Very much not a boss. <laughs> no, he is very much <laughs> the opposite of a boss. Right. So I think Joey's storyline is probably the redeeming. We've we've talked about his bad moments in this. He has his he has his bad lines, but he's got some very funny moments in this. And him. So the the, the storyline is he's not paid his bills, so his TV's gone, and his phone's been cut out. Really strange. Let's let's start with that first scene. So Chandler comes in. Yeah, and he's like almost desperate to watch an episode of Behind the Music on VH1 <laughs> yeah. Yeah, about this. the band Heart. <laughs> I, I'd never heard of. Right. By the way, I was right. like, This is a ref. I was like, the only Heart I know is the radio station. And uh, oh, oh, keep uh, it bloody on brand, mate. Bringing it back to global there. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, it was a reference that went over my head, and I was like, why are you so keen to, mm. to what? And then Joey's excuse: Let's go and buy sunglasses. <laughs> yeah. Like of all the excuses to get out of the house, why that one? That is that is one of the, those lines where I went that. Is absolutely great, Joey, because he's Brilliant. not been able to think of anything. Yeah, and it's like the first thing that's come. Hey, to do you head. know what we should do instead? Go and buy some new sunglasses. <laughs> like that's even a thing that two people do together. Yeah, yeah, as yeah, an activity. yeah. He's just like, I'm panicking, I'm panicking. <laughs> sunglasses, that would do. Especially when they always go and get coffee. Just say, let's go and get a coffee in yeah. that place we always go to. That's so true. That would not be weird. Um, but yeah, it's very strange, and and. Not only does Chandler come across, because Monica's watching something on their telly, a cooking show. Yeah. So he's like, right, I, need, I really need to watch this behind the music of Heart for some reason. <laughs> of course. Then when they can't watch it on Joey's TV, they ring Ross to see if they can both go over to <laughs> Ross's apartment. Yeah. Like, he's really keen to watch it. It's a, it's a strange decision to really to bring the band Heart into this. He's and really they talk about Heart quite it, a lot. Is that product placement, I wonder, the, as well? Were yeah. they paying for endorsement there? Yeah, maybe Heart were that month's uh, front cover Playboy yeah. features. 
So then, so Joey uh, is skinned. That's what we established. His phone bill's been cut off. His TV wasn't cut off. He goes down to Central Perk. <laughs> this sort of gets muddled in with a really strange moment with Ross and Chandler, where they're all in the coffee house talking about heart again. <laughs> yeah. And then Ross basically goes, I'm going to pay this check-in at the bank because there's a sexy teller, which I imagine is a cashier in, yeah. in the UK. Uh, and... I was going to put it in the ATM, but now I'm going to go and tell the sexy teller. It's like, how's that conversation going to go? Do you reckon someone that works in a bank looks at every check and goes, tell me how you weren't this? Yeah. And then it's like, that was my time to shine. Yeah. Well, I actually wrote a joke for Playboy. Yeah. And so he goes off to have this mad conversation with the teller. Chandler follows him. And then Gunther comes across and produces a check, a bill for their coffees. Yeah. Has that ever happened before? No. It's, it's sort of left to Joey to pick up that bill, isn't it? When um, they've both left. Like, is that the arrangement that that group of friends have that you can just sort of get up and walk out and whoever's still there will just <laughs> cover your bill? It doesn't really show Chandler in the greatest light considering he's just found out that his friend is flat broke and can't even afford to pay his phone bill. And he's like, you get these coffees, mate? Cool. Yeah. I'm just going to run, get that run to the bank with dollars. my mad friend to talk to a cashier about a cheque. Um, so yeah, it's it's very rare we see a, a check in uh, in the central perk or then pay for it at all. Yeah, uh, Joey goes up, gets a job very easily, very easy to get a job in central perk. Unbelievably easy. How were they? Uh, how were they coping before? Doesn't Rachel just get a job by basically asking if she can have a job as well? Yeah, yeah, but Rachel would because you know Gunther is yeah. Rachel thing. Sure, that, yeah. And that's when that's when Gunther comes out with that weird line about it's great you can just stare and watch Rachel all day. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then that, is that when? And I think it might be later in that brilliant um, apron line happens oh yeah, yeah, yeah is that later on so uh, that's just after so joey started working there so they work there and then yeah in the next scene joey does that there's a really nice sequence where joey's going around everyone going can i get you anything because i'm going up there yeah. going yeah. up there and then he sort of just talks to the random members of the public goes behind the counter isn't wearing his apron and then yeah that's when your apron moment comes because he sort of weirdly so when like you say i end up watching this episode probably two or three times yeah Every time we do it. And the second time I watched it, it was really weird because he flings his cape behind him as he emerges from the counter. Yeah. And because you know that a joke's coming, you're like, That's, no one would ever do that it's otherwise. So planned. Yeah. <laughs> he tries to make it look really casual, but it just looks very naff, doesn't it? But then it just sets up a really nice line. But what, then what was that in relation to? Being the wrong way around? There was something that. It was something to do with him working there, wasn't it? Like, yeah. I don't want to be serving you, or I can't remember. It's, it's the wrong way around. Yeah, and Chandler's so, like, yeah. like so your apron. So your apron, yeah. You're wearing yeah. like a cape. Right. Then, Stood out to me, but it was super. It's such a random joke. Yeah, it was just sort of out of nowhere. Yeah, wasn't it? Um, but the fact that that's a highlight it says a lot about this episode. Isn't it? <laughs> the fact that that is one thing that I was like, oh yeah, that's actually really good. Like, At this stage of the podcast, how are you feeling about your episode choice? I'm so, I, again, so sorry. Hey, do you know what? There's been a lot to talk about. To be fair, yeah, you were you were worried that there was nothing to talk about. Episode rubbish episodes still have things to talk about. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Okay, I encourage more rubbishness in the future. <laughs> no, no. If you're no. <laughs> coming on this podcast in the future and currently listening, please don't pick <laughs> don't a rubbish episode. Rubbish. <laughs> um, and then, so the, we have this whole sequence where Joey gets his uh, audition and Gunther decides to go and get his hair dyed. Joey just closes the coffee shop. Yeah. <laughs> Play. It's a bold move on yeah. your first day in a new job. <laughs> We're closing. Get yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, doesn't get the audition. Of course he doesn't. <laughs> Although that is quite a surprise for Joey because we have talked about this previously. He gets a lot more parts than he deserves. That's yeah. so true. 
I know how hard auditions are. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, I've never really got a yes. But and he, the fact that he does in big roles, yeah. it's, yeah, it doesn't really make any it's sense. These big films and plays. Contradicts the joke, really, doesn't it? Yeah. That conversation with Gunther does include one of the um, few good lines in this as well, where uh, Gunther says he's off to get his hair dyed and Joey looks at his clearly bleached hair and says, but I love yeah. your natural hair colour. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is a really, that's probably one of the lines of the episode, isn't it? I didn't even pick up on that one. Yeah. Should have watched it a fourth time. (laughs) Don't put yourself through that well. No, never again. Never again. So what we're led to infer is that Joey came back and got fired by Gunther, but we don't actually see that happen. Yeah. But we do see him come back into the coffee shop that he's just been fired from and just sit down. Yeah. Like, if you just got fired from a job... Don't come back. You're not nipping back in there for a coffee, are you? Keep the distance for a bit. It's not that he sort of was banned or anything, but you'd still just feel uncomfortable sitting in an environment where you had been fired, wouldn't you? Yeah, I I wouldn't want to give them my money if they'd just fired me. Um, Where else is he going to go, though? You know what I mean? It's like, there's limited (laughs) options, really. He can go to Ross's and watch Behind the Music (laughs) on VH1. Of course. That's what he can do. And then, yeah, Rachel, we get this sequence where Rachel goes and starts stands up for him and goes, give, you know, she's prepared to make this big stand yeah. for this big speech. And obviously Gunther just fancies her and goes, yeah, okay, you can sure. have his job back. Uh, and then that's it. The it's end. all a little bit easy. Actually, there's a bit you missed out, what we missed out from when um, uh, Joey comes back to the coffee shop, hasn't got the audition. Oh, no, I think it may have been before, actually. And there's, there's a random character that comes in. We never know his name. And he sits down on the uh, stool. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. says, is this, is this chair taken? Yeah. And Joey does some acting and he, and he thinks that the guy's fallen for his amazing acting. And then he's like... <laughs> Was that good? Did you believe it? And yeah. he was like, no. <laughs> yeah. But so, what was that guy's name? You do this really well. You find out the random character's oh, name. Oh, yeah. Can we find out who that guy is? Do you want me to, uh, okay. to Google? Google it's, a, it's a man in a leather jacket. Uh, oh, in wow. such a 90s leather jacket. It was so like, 90s. Some big old leather. Sweat back hair as yeah. well. I am on IMDb. Um, I am scrolling down. So if you haven't watched this episode for a while, it's jo- Joey's basically practicing his line about a seat being taken. That's and it. A guy comes in and tries to sit down and goes, oh, I'm sorry. And Joey takes that as like... So, oh. I've, I've nailed this line. <laughs> Which of these three people do we think it is? There's someone listed as the customer. There's someone listed as the woman at the table, which is clearly not him. And there's also Probably the patron. Him. Who's the patron? the patron? Ooh, the patron might be. That might be the patron. Oh, I think, oh no, I've got him. I've got him. I've got him. <clears throat> His name is J.D. Lewis. Okay. He is J.D. Lewis. He's credited as being the customer. And on his IMDb profile, it says that he is one of the, <laughs> uh, he is one of the top acting coaches in America. Oh, Good person for Joey okay. to talk to. Okay. He it also says that he's worked with. This is very vague. Some of the top names in the entertainment industry. <laughs> that means he's worked with Matt LeBlanc, David yeah. Schwimmer. Oh, he's still a working actor, but he's been in three things since 2000. He played, uh, he played a man called Josh in a TV series called Oliver Bean. Nope. nope. Um, he also played co-pilot in a uh, TV series called uh, Dead Last. And the name of the episode was... <laughs> Bear in mind that he was the co-pilot. The name of the episode is "Death Is in the Air." <laughs> doesn't feel like it was a long, uh, a long part. I don't. Of him, does it? I don't think he made it out of that episode alive. Oh, here we go. Really? I'm, there I'm, we go. I'm glad I asked. JD Lewis uh, is a humanitarian as well, and the Huffington Post named him and his two sons as American heroes for their work, Crikey. which included visiting all seven continents in one year. Oh. Wow. Ah. All right, fair play. Ah. He's, done well. He's done better than most of us. I was going to say, all, it's all, <laughs> we take it all back, JD. Sorry, mate. Hello, 
I'm Jack Beaumont and this is Crime Club, the podcast where I talk to people who have done terrible, terrible things, either immoral or illegal, ideally both. Fucking hell, mate. That's Crime Club. Oi. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Should we do the quiz? Well, given you've watched this episode multiple times, I have faith that, well, I'm setting expectations quite high here, but I'm hoping that you'll do quite well. So my third time watching it was purely for the quiz. Okay. okay. It was an interesting one, this one, I thought, because there weren't that many specific details to pick up on, and a, a couple of the questions we've already uh, talked about, so I think, right. you, I think you're going to okay. you should do this. quite well, but a couple <laughs> of them are very specific. Okay. Let's start with this one. Question one. Chandler claims he told the joke to a co-worker of his who said it was the funniest joke he'd ever heard. Can you name that co-worker? Oh, no. No, 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 I can't. This is in the very first scene. No. no. no I, know the, I know the bit. Can't name it. Dan. Dan. Just Dan. Just doesn't, Dan. Doesn't even ring. Can, can, what did Luke Franks get on this quiz? Oh, zero out of okay, five. Fine. Absolutely. That's zero. I think there have been a couple of zeros, yeah. so I wouldn't worry. Question two. What heart song did Ross learn to play on the keyboard? It's a name that shares a name with what I think is a fish. Cuttle? The heart song, Cuttle. <laughs> uh, you're not going to guess it. It's um, Barracuda. No. Oh, yes. Yeah, well, it all comes back to you when you hear yeah, the answer, doesn't it? Doesn't it? <laughs> it's always the way. We've touched on this one, uh, but I'm going to need the full answer for you. Right. What does Gunther list as the perks of working in the coffee house to Joey? There are three. Okay, so r- looking at Rachel's definitely Yeah, one. you get to stare at Rachel as much as you want. Um, is there something to do with like, unlimited coffee being another one? No. Something like that? No. You can leave when you want. Uh, kind so, of. Well, something like that, isn't it? Yeah, flexible hours. Flexible hours, that was it. Flexible hours, you can stare at Rachel. Do I get two points for that or half a point? We'll give you yeah, half Yeah, you so can far. have half okay. and The other one's the classic. What would you want from a job? Oh, we're going to... Money. Yeah. <laughs> was that it? The money's good. I was just about to say, oh, we're about to learn a lot about Will Maddock here. And he interrupted me by saying <laughs> money. <laughs> King of the cash call. <laughs> um, question four. Uh, what's the name of Chandler's friend whose doctor is called Dr. Mumpy? Don't even remember him saying that. So this is when Monica is hearing their sort of petitions, Ross and Chandler. Okay. And, and he's going, so I was talking to my friend X 
And he said, my doctor, Dr. Mumpy. And I said, what? Dr. Monkey? Well, so here's a clue if it helps. Yes, please. They haven't been imaginative at all. One was called Dan. And this guy's called... Rick. I mean, it might as well be Steve. Steve, right. Just Steve. They've just gone for one syllable. Generic generic men's names. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it is very specific. Um, Question five. It's not going well, is it? Uh, I I think you have referenced this. What was the line that Joey had to learn for his audition? Uh, Oh, it's the seat thing, isn't it? Yep. So he says, sorry, is his seat taken? And Joey says, ah! You're almost there. Yeah, he, doesn't he, say, he doesn't say he that. He kind of say the he word. He just sits down. He just sits down. And, and then, Joey says, yeah, it's gone. <laughs> I'm sorry that seat is I'm taken. I'm sorry that seat's taken. Yeah, that's it. You had it. Oh, you, that is it? Yeah. Oh, well, I said it then. Was, sort of. You said, it. Is this seat taken? Okay, so do I get a point? Uh, oh, half, come on. Half a mark. We'll give you half a mark. Oh, you give me a hard time. Yeah, halves. We don't do halves often in this podcast, but, you know. Well, do you know what? They were they were hard because there weren't enough specific details. We had to really go deep. Yeah, I still didn't remember them. <laughs> <laughs> come on. What's the excuse, Will? But hey, thanks for coming on the podcast, Will. Mate, thank you for having thank me. You, and think, uh, thank you for having me, Pete, as well. Been a pleasure. Absolutely. Um, I'm so sorry for picking that shit episode. <laughs> do you know what? We'll have you back because we'll run out of friends soon. Yeah. So, well, we'll seems like have you already you- have. <laughs> All right, mate. That's why I'm here. Uh, we'll have you back and uh, you can pick a, what's the word? Good episode. So shall I go with the one, that, the other one that I texted you about? Okay, yeah. So you, we'll you go had with narrowed that. it down to two, hadn't you? Yeah. Okay, that's great. Yeah. Right, next time. We'll it's have on. you back. Save uh, that one for me. Later on in a future series. Okay. And you're in. Thanks, Will Manning. Thank you, Will. Thank you. Bye. Oh, hello, we're still here. Look, uh, next week's guests, not one guest, but two, two guests. guests. Two What a bloody treat. The budget on this podcast has rocketed, Pete. <laughs> uh, it's Lisa and Alana, the Mac twins. Hey, guys. Hello. Hello. They both leaned in there, Pete, at the exact same time because they didn't realise they were involved in this bit. <laughs> they both sort of took their headphones off and didn't realise they were going to be made to speak. Don't worry, it's very quick, guys. Just tell uh, tell us which episode you have chosen for next week. Uh, next week's podcast Ross's wedding part oh. one very <laughs> specifically one. part one yeah. yeah the one with Ross's wedding part one season four episode 23 go away and watch it uh, uh, in time to catch up on next week's podcast all the best see you there goodbye now bye best wishes greatpigowl.com Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. 
The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.